I talk about a lot of movies on this show, and chances are you haven't seen all of them. Want an easy way to watch them all and so much more? You should check out Amazon Prime. If you go to my website right now, moviesmorepod.com, linked in the description, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can check out a tab that will take you to start a 30-day free trial of Prime. On top of that, every movie I talk about will have a product link to the rent the movie through Amazon in the episode description. So go watch more movies and do it with Amazon. Thanks for supporting this great service and this show. Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Israeli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, friends, welcome back to the show, and today I'm going to be talking about Kingsman, The Secret Service. So when this movie came out back in 2014, I was still just as bad at math as I am now, so I'm not going to try to figure out how old I was, but I was probably around 9 or 10. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really in a place to watch a movie this, this violent or or provocative so uh this is a little bit off limits to me but i do remember it being a huge deal i remember everyone loving this movie and really really talking it up so i knew i'd always wanted to see it and i knew a lot of the references to it they really permeated pop culture throughout that year and and then you know into the next couple years especially when the sequel came out and everything it definitely made a big splash and it was definitely something i always wanted to get around to but i just kind of let it fall out of my my purview because you know, it, it would be years before I knew I could watch it, so yeah, it just wasn't even worth arguing for. But recently, I was like, hey, you know what? I want to watch Kingsman. I don't even know why the thought popped in my head, but I was like, I've never seen it. I want to see it. And I got that in Deadpool out of the library, recorded an episode about both. Well, I mean, not quite yet, but I'm recording this, this one right now. The Deadpool one's already recorded, guys. Okay? Jeez. <laughs> anyway, uh, this movie is really, really good. I liked it a lot. It's really funny, and it is really creative. The action is awesome. Man, is this action awesome. I wish that I hadn't known so much about it. The thing that sucks for me, going back to movies I wasn't allowed to see at the time, and finally crossing them off my list, is that, as previously stated, I've been a huge movie fan for a very, 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 very long time. So, even when stuff like this, which I couldn't see, came out, I was still aware of it. I was still very well aware of the references, the characters, some of the iconic scenes. Like, I knew about the the flooding the the pool. Uh, I knew about... Or, the pool. What? Why would that be significant? I knew about flooding the bedroom thing, you know, turning it into a pool, I guess. A little less fun, but, you know, that's what, we, that's what they did. Uh, I knew about the dogs being part of the training and having to keep them alive while you train. I knew about the church fight scene. I knew about Samuel L. Jackson not wanting to be, you know, in contact with blood, like not liking violence. I knew about the heads exploding. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that I just like, knew kind of the ins and outs of, and I knew the references to it. Like I knew the blade leg lady and the, the clothing store and all the different tools. Like it was just so big for so long that I kind of picked up through osmosis in a kind of a way the references to it and you know, subscriptions to stuff like Entertainment Weekly and Chris Stuckman's YouTube channel and stuff like that. Like, it didn't really help. Like, I was definitely exposed to a lot of it. Like, so I knew, I knew what to expect with a lot of this just because I had been so familiar with, with it when it came out. But 
it didn't really diminish how good it was. Like, even if I knew what was going to happen going in, I still thought this was a really, really good movie. I mean, it's really funny. It's really entertaining. All the characters are, are pretty unique and memorable. And the, the gadgets, the world that it creates is really cool. It's not... It, well, it is kind of like a James Bond movie, but the fact that you have the the more bloody, super gory violence, the cursing, the subversions of a lot of spy tropes, all that stuff does give it enough of its own unique identity that I thought, you know, it, it definitely, it changes it enough so that it's recognizable, but it's not just a straight copy and paste. And it makes it a lot more entertaining when you can't always predict when something's, where something's going because sometimes somebody who you think would have survived the whole movie is killed off really quickly or is killed off towards the end and changes the trajectory of the film. And there's certain things that I things that I wish they'd stuck to their guns on, no pun intended. Like um like killing off Colin Firth's character. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with your uh with your headphones. That was all on my end. Um let's try this again. Colin Firth's character. Yeah, that's that's how you say words. Um like when they kill him off that's such an awesome awesome moment and he's like but this ain't that type of movie and then he's like ah! and he shoots him right and then he's like actually dead and until he comes back in the next movie which is so stupid and so like pointless like why'd you even kill him off if you're just gonna bring him back like what that was such a good moment and so unique for this kind of movie where you would always expect the character to come back um so that was, you know, it's disappointing to know. I haven't even seen the second one. I know that happens, and I know that it's stupid, and I won't like it when I see it because I never like when you, they kill characters off in movies, and it's like a big deal just for it to be immediately undone. And I love how that sort of sends Eggsy on a new trajectory, and it helps him reform his life and become a Kingsman again, and then um, finally save the day, get the girl. Whew. <laughs> is one way to say it. Get the girl. Uh, it's a that's a polite way to say it. Um, and like he gets to sort of take on that role. He even visually looks like Colin Firth by the end. He gets to say the this isn't that type of movie line back to Samuel L. Jackson. He gets to recreate the bar fight scene, like all this stuff. It's so cool. And um, it they just do a, such a great job of of making that all work that well together and like i said about the world of this movie it's so cool especially samuel l jackson's part of it like you know the spy stuff is is kind of standard um, no that's not a knock against the movie it just kind of is it's a little more violent and it's a little more um like stylized than a lot of the, the times this kind of stuff is in in spy movies but the gadgets are familiar and, and it's stuff that you've kind of seen before uh so that's not a knock against the movie it's just like not quite as unique it's the spin they put on it, not this thing itself. But for Samuel L. Jackson's character, like, I love everything about him. Like, the the lisp, it gives him so much character. His weird fashion gives him so much character. Um, his aversion to violence. His love of Big Macs, which is just so random to include, but it works so well. Like, this whole character, he's really created a fully fleshed out world. Like, he's a tech billionaire, and he's, like, living this lavish life, and he's got a lot of the trademarks of being a super evil genius villain but he is also doesn't like violence and he eats like fast food still and he doesn't dress intimidatingly like it's really cool this is a really interesting character and i love his henchwoman she's really cool too her legs 
are like so deadly in the way that a lot of people can barely get a hit on her how creative she is with the way she kills people with her legs and the way that she's so comfortable with them like the way she can use them with such precision because obviously she's had them for a while so she knows how to perfectly cut somebody or stab somebody and like not even look at it not really lift a finger in a way like she doesn't really have to put a lot of effort into it i thought that was really cool too like they do a really great job of building this character and i really appreciated that about this movie every character in this is pretty cool there's some that are a little bit tropey even Eggsy to an extent is kind of tropey, but I like that they're kind of satirizing that a little bit. They're playing on it and mining it for comedy, so I, you know, I don't mind it overall. It's more of a nitpick, but the way that they all form different relationships and they grow together over the course of this training period and, and these missions was really, really cool to see, and I just, I don't even know, man. I just like this movie. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. It's so cool. It's got an awesome world, really cool gadgets. The action's fantastic. I hate the fact that that the movie producers haven't just hired uh, Matthew Vaughn for everything. He's such a good director. He did an amazing job with X-Men First Class. He did an amazing job with this. He did an amazing job with Kick-Ass. Like, he's just perfectly suited to this type of material. And not even just this type of material like um x-men first class is a superhero movie and and a more like family friendly one and it's you know it doesn't have the same stylized violence and like cursing and everything so he's capable of doing a more mainstream type of comic book movie too like oh god i just give him the fantastic four it's a great ensemble piece that you could really use these kind of talents for or like uh, something like superman he'd probably be perfect for he could really do anything he wants like the, he's just such a great director and he does this kind of material so freaking well i really wish that he had more of a hand in stuff like the marvel or dc movies but whatever i mean i guess it's a, they don't put me in charge so but yeah man he oh that church scene is so awesome that church scene is awesome if they if they bring deadpool into the mcu uh they should get Matthew Vaughn. I'm just putting that out there. I know I put out some really wildly different theories, or not theories, but um, like wish list for stuff he could direct Fantastic Four. I do think he'd be great for that because it's an ensemble piece, uh, kind of occupies the same vein as X-Men. But, uh, you know, Superman, I don't know why. I just heard that idea floated once online and I can't get it out of my head. Like, it just, I don't know why, but I can totally see it. And then... But Deadpool, I think Deadpool probably is my best idea out of the three. That would be so cool. The stylized violence, the, the the humor, the fourth wall breaking. He could really make it sing. And yeah, oh my god. Somebody, please. Somebody from Marvel, I hope you're listening to this. You gotta send that off to Kevin Feige. He's gotta know this. This would be amazing. So anyway, I've rambled on about, uh, about uh, good old MV enough. But yeah, Matthew Vaughn, what a director. He's really, really good. And that church scene, man, wow, awesome. Anyway, anyway, before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for going pumpkin picking the other day with Shelly. Uh, not not her real name, obviously, but uh, but the girl that's been on this podcast before for the Tangled episode, 10 Things I Hate About You and Step Up. She was on all three of those, and uh, from what I can tell, the people who have heard those episodes really like them, uh, which is good because I really like her and I think she did a good job. They all say that she was hard to hear, so if you're listening to this, and I know I told you this in person, I push your head towards the mic, you gotta keep it there. Anyway, whatever. That's not here nor there. But next time, 
I'm, I'm putting her in a headlock. Her head's going close to the mic. I promise, guys. I'm sorry. I, I'm not actually going to put her in a headlock. Listen, okay, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful that I got to go pumpkin picking with her. It was really fun. We we picked our pumpkins. It was her first time. She got to carve a pumpkin. Also her first time. We made some pretty sick jack-o'-lanterns. We got Panera. Uh, it was it was all good. I made a very inspired pumpkin, if I do say so myself. Uh, I have mine's a, mine's a pumpkin, and it had a mask on. <laughs> I just carved the lines, and so when you you know when you put the candle in and it's dark, the light shines through and creates the outline of the mask. It looks pretty sick, honestly. So you know, there's that. But uh, but yeah, she made a cool jack o' lantern. I made a f- cool jack o' lantern. It was a lot of fun, and I'm grateful that we got to do that together. I can't wait to have her on the podcast again soon. By the time you hear this, it'll probably have been like last month, but just trust me that last month was a pretty it's pretty nice days and one of those days uh, that was really nice was the day that i got to spend with her pumpkin picking so that's what i'm grateful for if you like the show and you want to show it some love please rate review subscribe wherever you get your podcast you can do it right in app and it is it's super helpful if you have someone in your life that you think would like this show please send them my way it would be really appreciated and if you want to find every episode of this show Every place that you can listen to it, along with uh, links to contact me and much, much more, you can find that at moviesandmorepod.com. It's a great landing page for everything I do here, so thanks if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But most importantly, thank you as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and until next time, manners maketh man. Peace.